We welcome you to the Romantic Truth Podcast. The content of this podcast is intended for an adult audience due to the nature of sensitive subject matter and topics. Share the experience of Romantic Truth with friends on Google, CastBox, Spotify, Podcast Addict, Radio Public, Breakers, Apple, or any other podcast platform. Just type in Romantic Truth in the search and subscribe. Now, here is the host of Romantic Truth, Jowson. I want to discuss in this particular episode some of the phenomenons that people are dealing with now when it comes to dating. Yes, we talked about, you know, the process of dating, how to meet people, that kind of thing. We've gone through that. By the way, this is Jocelyn, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, just in case you didn't know. And what we're going to talk about here has to do with some nuances when it comes down to trends. We're going to talk about several of them. One of them we're going to start with is called wifing. Now, usually wifing back in the 80s and 90s meant that you were going to go and marry a woman. Well, in the modern day, when some people refer to this, it refers to a wife, usually middle-aged, usually in her 30s or 40s. And what she's doing, she's going outside the marriage for sexual gratification. Now, in some cases, these women could be married, they could be separated, they could be widowed, they could even be divorced. But the goal for many of them is to discreetly have sexual affairs outside of the relationship, but it's done a little bit differently than most. One, they're not looking to establish a relationship by no means. What they want is just a sexual thrill for a few hours and that's it. So they're not going for the drawn out thing where she has to know about his background. She has to see whether she likes him. She's not playing that coy game. She's going straight for the jugular. Now, I didn't know this was a thing until I chatted with a lady on Twitter about this because she is what they call a hot wife or wifey. Now, some of these women will let their husbands know others do not. Sometimes the husbands want them to go out and do this. But what this pertains to, they go on social media. They're very provocative in their attire. They may have an OnlyFans page. Some of them may be on Twitter because Twitter allows a lot of nudity, so they may be on there as well. And what they will do is make arrangements to meet people on occasion. Now, you have some that are just going to stop at exchanging photos, videos, or the guy will have to send her, cash up her money for her to send him videos. Or they may tell him to go to my OnlyFans page, sign up for a membership, and therefore you can access whatever you want, you can download whatever you want. Yet, there are others that are a lot more discreet. And you will be surprised the number of housewives engage in this particular practice and that is they may have children the minivan they may be the quintessential mom in the suburbs and what they will do is go on a 
Meet Me app or some other sort of app, whether it's tagged or whatever. And they're specifically looking to meet someone right now. They used to run a lot of ads on Craigslist. And some still do. And what it comes down to, these women are not into being prostitutes, even though there are some that do. But the majority of them are women who just want to have a quick fling with someone. So she may want to meet someone just to give them oral sex or to receive it. She may want to meet that person just to have sex with them. But it's very brief, and it's usually either in a motel or an automobile. More often than not, an automobile. Now, I know this sounds rather sophomoric and kind of childish, but they want intimacy, but they want it with someone else. And usually these older women will go for younger men. So guys, 18, 19, and so forth. Now, the intention for many of these women is just to go and have their sexual gratification and move on. So they're never going to see this guy again, more often than not. And a lot of these women have to build their confidence up in order to do this. Because this is a very risky thing. They're worried about getting caught by their spouse. They're worried about maybe being in the company of a serial killer. Who knows? But one thing is for sure. A lot of women who do this wind up getting addicted to this lifestyle. Now, there was a lady out of Wisconsin that I talked about back in 20, I think 2020. I'd read her email. And she had got tired of being cooped up in her place. Scared of COVID. So what she chose to do was get on a meet me app and meet a guy out in a desolate location in a park and she went out and had sex with him and she liked the thrill of it and that's what she wanted to also incorporate in her regular life going forward some people are danger junkies they like the risk they like taking chances because their rush is to beat the odds but sometimes the odds beat them of course Now, what we have to think about is that these people may also go on regular dating apps as well and dating sites. You may meet them. Some of them may be your neighbors. Some of them may be your BFFs, best friends. You wouldn't know it because they're very discreet with this practice. Now, how does this usually work? Sometimes they will go on a meet me app. You know, a lot of you ladies complain about dick pics. Well, here's the reason why a lot of guys use them. Yes, you have some guys that don't know how to express themselves with a woman. They feel as though, oh, I'll impress her with this and that will do it. However, there's another subculture of this and that entails people sending pictures of their genitalia to others and them sending back pictures of their genitalia. And then they work out a location as to where they're going to meet on a map service, whether it's MapQuest, Google, or whatever. Waze, whatever. And they don't meet, take messages in a park, at a motel, in a parking lot. And their sole purpose is just to engage in brief sex and to leave before getting caught. Some may even do it where they're in an elevator. 
and they await in the elevator for someone to show up that they have met through this practice just to have that rush of having sex in the elevator, stairwell, these kind of things. Now, this is a very popular thing in some areas of the UK. This also may include a drive-up. What is a drive-up? Drive-up is where the husband or even her girlfriend or somebody else drives the car. She's on the passenger side and she pulls up to a guy that's waiting on the street corner or whatever and they have sex right there in the car right there with the door open and then after he finishes his business she gets back in they drive off sometimes they'll get out of the car sometimes they'll just stay in the car and do it these are things that some couples and singles engage in People don't tell you about this part of their lifestyle, especially if you meet them. They may sprinkle this on the relationship after they feel as though they are going forward with you in a more sustained relationship to let you know. Security team making sure everything was okay in the perimeter. But this is what happens. Now, another thing with this. people are more active in this area than you would actually think. A lot of Gen Z's are using this method. They're meeting on Snapchat. They're meeting on Kick. They're meeting on other platforms. Platforms like Panda. That you got to remember one thing. Let me just clarify something. A lot of these younger people do not want to have any interference with their parents. Any interference with people that they may know that may be elder. They don't want you to know what they're doing. Now, the alone counter is an app, and I think I talked about this before, where people reveal their feelings, how they feel about certain things. Uh, Some of the problems, they may journal about the things that are going on with their lives. So, you also have that dynamic going on as well. And they may want to meet people in that realm. So there's so many avenues now for people to meet and interact. There's not just Tinder or some of the more popular uh, platforms. The other thing that happens now with this new trend there are more and more people doing this. Single women are doing it. Single men are doing it. But they will voluntarily meet these people just for a hookup. And it's not uncommon for these people to sleep with multiple people in one evening. You know, it used to be where if you slept with someone, you kind of prepped yourself and you kind of made sure that you were, you know, at your pristine, when you met this person, that you were really... uh, thinking about a relationship with them. Well, for a lot of these younger people in particular, and you have some older ones that do it as well, trying to stay relevant, they have discarded that tradition. And what they've chosen to do is to just go, get their needs met, and move on. Some of these women, they don't even wash themselves. I was in one particular forum where 
these people, young people in their 20s, 30s, were talking about this lifestyle, hookups. And there was one lady in there, she was 23 years old. And she says, I wash after I finished. And so it was, the assumption was she washed herself or cleaned herself after she had an episode with a guy. But what she was conveying was that she only washed after she had finished sleeping with the guy she was going to sleep with for that evening. And she was seeing about two to three guys a night. But most of the interactions was no longer than an hour. And these people have rules. Some had it where there was no oral sex, it was just penetrative sex, and that was it. Meaning that a lot of the women would just have a miniskirt on, sundress, no underwear, and they would meet the guy at a location that they have decided on, do their business, and go their separate ways, never to see that person again. They only know them by their handle, not by their name, and that's it. Very clandestine, very dangerous. But this is what these people were doing. And one of the ladies in the forum, she was in her 50s, she was talking about she hopes her grandkids are not doing that. And one of the women said that the most popular demographic for this kind of practice are teens. And many of those teens are meeting with older people that are adults. Of course, this is very problematic and illegal. So, it's one of those things where you have to beware. Now, for you guys, a lot of these young girls are trying to act like they're older than they are. They go on Instagram, they have pages, and you'll go on TikTok every once in a while, and you see the mother scolding the child for trying to act like she's all that and she's only 13 or 14. The one thing that you have to remember, guys, is this. You have to observe closely the photos, the videos. You will know an immature girl from a grown woman. This is one of the reasons why I don't even think about dealing with a woman that's under the age of 25 for this particular reason. And I'm 60. Because there are very few women that can pull this off that are 14 to act like they're 25 or 24. You can tell by their verbiage, their vernacular, the way they behave. I usually date women much older, in their 30s. Because a woman in her 20s, she's still trying to get out of that, um, that funk of being young. You know, the invincibility thing trying to get her career together, trying to get her life together. She's at a very vulnerable state at that point. Because she knows if she loses focus, especially if she's in college or something like that, it's going to really cost her. So she's going to be less likely to take that risk under more circumstances, even though she has better options than the guy does in their 20s. She can get with the older man to take care of her. Younger men may find it a little bit more difficult in that sense because he'll be underdeveloped. 
and therefore the woman may want to put more pressure on him and he may not be ready for it because he doesn't have the skill set or the capacity in order to handle responsibility. At this period, he's learning how to manage and handle responsibility. Usually, not always, some kids are given responsibility at birth, damn near. So by the time they do become an adult, they're well-versed in what needs to happen. Now, the other thing that you have to consider is that a lot of these people don't want to be bothered with the overhead of a relationship. They just want to go get their needs met and go on. And that is more important to them than anything else. A relationship they view as a waste of time. A waste of emotional capital. They don't want to get serious. Now let's talk about, in the next segment, some of the people that fall into this category. Now, when we talk about hookups of every type, there is no one particular stereotype that deals with hookups. I know a lot of times we're thinking that, oh, those young, foolish people, they're the ones that are doing all the hookups. Nope. There are seniors that are down for hookups. There are middle-aged housewives, suburbans, that are down for hookups. Widows, Married women, married men, bisexual people, straight, gay, doesn't matter, transgender. It runs the gamut. It has more to do with the needs of that person at that time. Now, let's look at some of the rationale first. Some people may not be happy or satisfied in their relationship. That's one. Other people may have had an unjust wrong done to them. That's two. So they feel as though they'll take it out by having an affair with someone. But it's not really an affair because you're not falling in love with them. You don't have any emotional connection or bond with them. You only have a physical connection or bond. Now, other ways people hook up. They may hook up based on feeling alone. And they may interpret sex as love. You have other people that just want to go and make themselves feel as though they've been affirmed by the quantity of people they've been with. And a lot of men that want to do that. Bragging about how many women they slept with, right? You will have others that will do it from the standpoint of trying to get even. In other words, I'll go and have sex with this person. This person will want me. And that strokes my ego, even though I'll never see this person again. So there are many reasons for people to get involved with hookups. Others may be, I don't want the overhead of a relationship. I just want to get the gratification out. Now, who gets involved with these? It runs the gamut, as I said. 
you know, back in the day, the cougar used to be the lady hanging around in a nightclub for younger kids in order to try to pick and choose the one she wanted to dance with and flirt with and be with. The teaser. Then they changed. Now, the same woman that would normally wear the cocktail dress and the high heels and sit out there waiting for some woman's son to come past and she tries to entice him, those days are over with. They faded. That was something that took place in the 90s and early 2000s. Now what these women are doing, they're going on these apps, just like these young folks are. And they're using different meet-me type apps where they're just showing the men their genitalia, not their face. And the guy's showing big pics. And they agree to a location, they meet, they have sex. They don't care how each other looks. They're not so concerned about standards, morals, all those things are out the door. They just want that need met. Now, these people may say that they're available in different types of environments. There was one woman in the UK. She literally stayed on this elevator for hours trying to find someone that would actually have sex with her in the elevator. And eventually she found him. And this guy got in. They had sex. And they were able to go their separate ways. Now she did this as a manager in a store where the store was cleared out. She was the only person left in there. Now, things could have gone left very easily because the guy that she instructed to get into the building could have very well been someone that could have done harm, stole merchandise, probably even assaulted. So it's a dangerous game. There was one incident that I read about. The lady was a school bus driver. And what she chose to do after she had finished her routes before she had to turn the bus back in, she tried to meet someone online that would come to her school bus and have sex with her in the back of it. And she found that person. You have people that are willing to take risk. You look on Twitter. They have this thing called wifing. Now, back in the 90s, it used to be when a guy would ask a woman to marry her to act like his wife or be his woman. Now, what it comes down to is these women are going out. They're letting the guys know that they're married, having wedding bands on and so forth. And they're sending nude photos. Taking videos of them coming out of the shower and that kind of thing. And some of them, the husband is participating in it. Others, the daughter is actually participating in videotaping moms doing these things. Now, these women have Instagram pages. They also have OnlyFans pages. They have large followings. And these are no spring chickens. These women are like 38, 39, 40s in their 50s and 60s in some cases. Because they still want to be relevant. 
they still want to remain attractive, desirable to men. And this is how they do it. Now, there are others that want to meet discreetly. And some of them still run ads on platforms like Craigslist and others and disguise their intentions through codes. So, you may have a 44-year-old woman, as in one ad that I read, who wanted to be with a man in his 20s and older than 25 to meet her at a location that she described only for fellatio, where she was going to give him all sex. There was another lady that wrote that she was driving a minivan and was down to meet men. And what that meant was she was going to screw the guys in the minivan. And some of them will have certain uh, things they're looking for. Usually in many of these quick hookups, they may or may not want to engage in oral sex, but more penetrative vaginal sex or anal sex in some cases. We have what are called drive-ups. What are drive-ups? This is when a person agrees to meet someone at a location, maybe a park, a public place, street corner. And the guy's there, and the only thing he has to do is unzip his pants. She may have a girlfriend driving, or even her husband. She's in the passenger seat. She leans out the window. This guy extends his manhood in there. She services him. He finishes. She drives away. This sounds bizarre to many of you, but this is part of our world that we live in. Just because you say you don't know anybody that does that, you don't know. You just know that they haven't done it around you or you haven't heard about it. A lot of times what we do is, because we haven't heard about something, we don't think it exists. Now, many of you have been proven wrong by this because some of you have gone on the internet for the first time within this last 20 years and you've had your eyes open. You didn't know these things existed. They were always there. The only problem was it was not popularized. It was not in a way where people who thought the same ideas actually had an opportunity to communicate. Now that you have this, you're starting to see these different lifestyles pop up. We always knew swingers existed, but they were kind of like in the background. Now you have swingers that are sponsoring cruises. You have nudist groups that are sponsoring cruises. And these are things that you will have to look at as accepting. And what are these companies doing? You have the company Avalon. They've got a good niche. They said, okay, instead of having these huge cruise ships, why don't we have something a little bit more smaller and intimate? and luxurious. They could better serve niche audiences. And this is where our society is going, folks. You know how the Walmarts and the larger chain stores were very popular 
what we're seeing happening now is the emergence of cottage industries more. People are doing things on their own. And more of a localized approach to things is becoming more popular. They're looking at delivery times. They're looking at the fact that they don't have to get in their car and drive God knows how far because of the gas prices. Convenience is becoming far more popular now. You can order groceries from your home and never leave. You can shop for clothing, never leave the house. You don't have to worry about going in, going into a fitting room where someone else has tried on a dress before or tried on a swimsuit. You don't have to deal with that anymore. Or where the people are constantly walking down the aisles watching you, making sure you're not stealing anything. And this, of course, has an impact on the brick-and-mortar stores. There are a lot of companies that opened up with their own brick-and-mortar store and realized they came out better just going online. This is a new trend. And with these younger people coming about and many of the older adapters coming into the, the mix, it's making things transition a lot smoother. See, the one thing that I will give my generation and the generations down from me, those of you born in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, we have learned something from people who were in the 50s, 40s, and 30s. And that was we have learned to adapt quicker to technology because we have been inundated with more technology than any generation in our history. So you have to keep up in order to stay up. So it was a push. I got into the IT field very early because I saw where the trend was going. I remember when we were taking classes on uh, e-commerce way back in the day, well before Amazon came about and its popularity. And we were learning all these things. We were learning how to place items online. We were learning how to set up the uh, fields for description, name of the product, pricing, taxes, and all this stuff. We had to go and develop the software and the web pages for that. But many of us in the class were kind of pessimistic. How are you going to get people from their routine over to the convenience of online shopping? What was the first thing that people were concerned about? As they're concerned about today, security. Well, now that people have come accustomed to security being a concern, but something that they can live with, they're not freaked out now when they see some information that they had put in before to get a coupon or discount showing up in their screen when it comes down to them signing up for Facebook or something like that or signing up for some other service. How did they get my email? It auto-filled. It auto-filled because you saved it in your browser. And so what happens then it helped to kind of normalize the way we approach technology. So we weren't so freaked out. 
and now many people have grown comfortable in their environment. And this is the reason why you have this. See, years ago, when people were going to you know, join websites that were kind of illicit or kind of exchange their little uh, sultry views, they would go on to Yahoo. And unfortunately, Yahoo never caught on that the people that mainly use Yahoo was using it for their email, using it for Yahoo Messenger. Because with Yahoo Messenger, you could have these different groups. AOL was a little bit more straight-laced than that. So you couldn't really let your hair down on AIM or AOL like you could on Yahoo. And of course, when these other messaging services kicked in, they became very popular. You look at Telegram now. In Telegram, you could have communities set up for various uh, activities. can reveal the way they feel about things. They have confessions. They have all kinds of things. You have Reddit now. And even with Reddit, you have to be very careful, of course. Many of the people who write me have posted on Reddit because they're concerned about their future. So there's a variety of things that you contend with. And this is one segment that um, we have to realize as part of uh, some of the people you're going to be meeting out there. You may meet a woman, for instance, fellas, that just wants to go and have sex. And that's it. Shouldn't want anything else from you. Ladies, you may meet a guy, and that's all he wants. Now, I know that's a stereotypical... um, chorus for most men, right? But if you're going in and you're knowing this, you automatically understand what you're dealing with. Now, there are other people that have no intentions of being serious about anyone. They like the lifestyle of sleeping with a lot of people. If you're going to get involved with this, please wear condoms. Please get yourself checked. Go to the doctor, uh, you know, regularly. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're at a disadvantage of not knowing about your health care status. Some of you ladies, and I'm just going to tell you like this, especially you young ladies, that may not be able to get the health care you need, you may want to Start dropping by the clinic more often. Get your pap smears. Get your breast exams. Fellas, get your prostate check if you're over 35. Start doing it early. Same thing when it comes down to colon. These may sound like old people conditions, but you'll be surprised, some of you, how young you may be dealing with these things. Now, we would normally think that, and I've had doctors, you know, tell me, you know, hey, you know, when I was in my 20s, you don't have to worry about this until you're about 40 or 50. By the way, 
doctor told me this when I had glaucoma. When he first diagnosed it. She said, oh, you don't have to worry about this. This is something that, that is normal. Hmm. Easy for her to say. I saw my father blind. This is the reason why sometimes it's good to get a second opinion, third opinion, fourth opinion in some cases. Doctor may not want to be bothered. They've been overworked. They've seen it before, but it's new to you. So they may cavalierly look at something where it may be something serious and pivotal for you. But they say, well, you know, it's not me, so it's your problem. Bedside manner is something else these days, isn't it? So you have to really protect yourself. Now, what are some of the conditions you can get from some of these inner ludes? You can get crabs, which are body lice, parasites. Some women prefer that the man is fully shaved and she's fully shaved. And they do this as a precaution. Others may say, okay, no oral sex. We're just going to go and do the do. You have to concern yourselves with gonorrhea, chlamydia, syphilis. They haven't gone anywhere. They're still there. They're still a threat. Some guys don't know what to look for when they're looking at a woman's vagina. If it's completely white inside, more than likely there's an infection. You better check that. real weird color you need to check that now one question that I do get asked this gentleman heads I'm, I'm going to read the email to you I don't mean to sound like a pervert but there's a question I need to ask you sir you seem to be very well versed on sex relationships and dating I'm dating a girl that's Caucasian she has brunette hair her areolas are very dark. She has a dark clitoris. And when I open her up, she's purple inside. Is that normal? Believe it or not, sir, it is. There are some women who have pigmentation like that. You will also find minority women with the same thing. They may be a purplish color as opposed to a pinkish color down there. It's all about genetics. Now, you usually find Caucasian women and women of uh, a lighter hue who have this because they had an origin based in other ethnicities or race. This is nothing new. You'll see this sometimes in Lebanese women, You'll see this sometimes in African women, African-American women. You may also see it in Hispanic women, Asian women. It varies. It's all about pigmentation. So, I just wanted to clarify that for you, sir. And you asked me not to use your name and location. So, I did so. Now, we're going to talk more in just a moment. Now, one thing that we have to look at with hookups, 
it's that post-mortem thing that some women go through. You feel like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. What was I thinking? Damn, I feel really low right now. In other words, your consciousness kicks in sometimes, and you're like, damn, what am I doing? I shouldn't have done that. What do I think of myself? What do these people think of me? Now, here's the problem for many people when it comes to hookups. A lot of times they're doing it because they're upset in the relationship. Something didn't go their way. They got cheated on. So they push the panic button. Your feelings, your emotions take over. Your logic leaves for that moment. And so you're thinking that I'll just do this for this gratification, for this emotional high that I need. Then after that's over with, you start looking at the aftermath. Now, there are people out there that use hookups for one specific purpose. And these people, believe it or not, come in all shapes, sizes, forms, and persuasions. And the only thing they want to do is to just get that emotional need or that sexual urge out. After they've done that, they're cold. These are people that will come over to your house, screw you, and then leave you, not see you for a month, two months, a year. And then when they would see you again, they expect the same treatment. Now, the assumption sometimes is that you're going to be in the same state of mind, state of situation. So they may look at you as being something that's routine. The expectations are there that you're not going to be with anybody serious and that you'll always make time for them. This is where some people have a problem. Because especially if they designated you as the person that they're just going to only sleep with, but they only do it when they want to under their terms. Many times they're not thinking about the other party. So therefore for you, it's like an ongoing thing as to say, okay, well, this person doesn't really know me. They just have snapshots of me. So we did well the last time we were together. Well, next time you're together, something may be on her mind or his mind, and the whole dynamic may change. But the whole thing with hookups, for the most part, is they don't want to deal with complications. Keep your problems to yourself. Keep your dilemmas, your headaches to yourself. It's all about the penis and the vagina. That's all it comes down to. So this person is actually objectified but objectified in a respectful, voluntary way. In that both parties know going in that that's all it's about. Now, when it comes to hookups, people will love to go outside of their comfort zone. So she may be a suburban housewife living in Westwood, California. And the only black people she knows are maybe a couple of neighbors that she has. So therefore, she may just want to go and just try to see what it's like. A lot of people use hookups for exploratory dating and intimacy, just to see what it's like. You may have a white guy that wants to go and sleep with a Filipino woman or an Indian woman or a woman from uh, Korea. And if he could find someone of like mind, like ambition, 
they do it. But the goal with hookups is never to get serious, never to fall in love, never to take it for more than what it's worth. And all it's worth is a few humps, an orgasm and a nut, and you guys are on your way. As I've told you before, apps like the Meet Me apps that they have the different variations of it serve just that purpose. A lot of you ladies, as I said before, want to know why guys always sending dick pics. It's because a lot of times these women will send pics of themselves. See, I know you would like to think that, oh, it's these horrible men sending these dick pics erroneously. But see, the problem is there are women who accept them and women who send them back pictures of their body parts. And then they work on putting together a location where they can meet. And they meet on the app as to where they're going to be. They just go and meet there, have their little romp, and go their separate ways. And no matter what you're stuck with afterwards, that's yours. You don't go back and complain. So if you wind up with herpes out of the situation, or you wind up pregnant, that's on you. Because outside of that phone number, for the most part, you're not going to have any more information about the guy. Now, you might meet him. He may have, you know, you could take his driver's license, I mean, his uh, license plate down or something like that. But for the most part, you guys are just there just to go and have about an hour together or two hours, and then you're done at that long. Now, this is achieved in people with relationships or not in relationships. The goal is for that person to get their sexual gratification, and that's it. Nothing more. And if a person tries to follow up with it, they're definitely going to be cut off. So they won't have another opportunity to be with that individual. So they play nice and they play the game. Now, these people usually aren't frequent flyers. In other words, they're not going out there doing this every week. It's just a habit. Some may only do it, especially women, they only do it when they have that urge. The danger, of course, is they don't know who they're getting with. So they have a very short window of time in order to get to know that person well enough in order to be with them. And usually, they're going to really expedite things. They may go to the jugular and say, well, you don't, you're not carrying anything. You don't have any diseases. You're not a criminal, etc., etc." That's just for a vote of confidence for them. So when they're with that person... For those few moments they're with them, they will feel as though, okay, everything's okay. Now, what also happens is some people become routinely addicted to being with that person. So they may get horny every two weeks, really horny. And so therefore, they may work out a thing where they could be together every two weeks, same time. Now, in these kind of situations, the hookup, usually morphs into a friends with benefits situation. They want a little bit more exclusivity. They don't want a commitment, but they want exclusivity. They want to be sure that they're only having sex with you and you're only having sex with them and that they're going to make it worth your while because they're going to increase the frequency of the sex. 
they're not going to get emotionally involved with you. They may go out and have a meal with you, go out dancing, go to the movies, those kind of things. But it will never be on a level where that person will classify you as a girlfriend or boyfriend. It's going to always be with your friends. Now, a lot of women misinterpret the word friends. Because usually for most women, it means platonic friends. Ladies, when you turn down a guy and he's tried to go for you to date you, trust me, the urge for him to fuck you has not gone away. So you can sit around if you want to and, you know, change clothes in front of him and all those kind of things. As a friend of mine did, who naively had no idea, she invited me up to upstairs to her bedroom while she was changing and going into the shower. Because she started treating me like I was one of her girlfriends because we communicated so well. She came out of that shower dripping naked and she knew when I looked at her that way. And I was expecting her to tell me, oh, well, you need to go back downstairs or something like that. And so what to look at, I said, we need to fuck, pretty much. And of course, after we did so, she was like, you know, I don't do this with my friends. I shouldn't do this with my friends. But see, she had a muddled interpretation of what friends were. Most of her friends were female. She was used to changing clothes and doing all those things around her. When it came to me, she thought, I guess I was going to be a passive person and just, girl, you need to put this on, you need to. Well, no, I wasn't her, her male girlfriend with like that. Coming over, sitting on my lap, stroking my hair, and you naked, and I'm hard. <laughs> After the kiss, it was on and cracking. And you have some women who have a great area when it comes to that. And sometimes people will think it's intentional, but it's not. Because some women have never been in a situation where they've had male friends on a level where they were platonic. Now, there are a lot of women who do. And there are a lot of you ladies that know good and well right now, you think about it. And what you think about your male friends right now, that includes your uh, best friend's husbands and that kind of thing. You know good and well, if the opportunity ever prevailed, that man would fuck you if you let him. You know it. And some of you relish in that thought because it makes you feel better. It strokes your self-esteem. Nothing's wrong with that. Nothing to be ashamed of. It cracks me up. Many of you ladies write in about after your divorce, the first person that tried to come for you was your husband's best friend. Second type of guy that comes for you are a relative of your ex-husband. why that happens is because they've already envisioned being with you. So the narrative in their head has already started. And of course, women 
more often than not go on the moral side of things because they don't want to be ridiculed oh I see him as a friend and let me tell you something about that terminology some women may say this and really mean it where they don't have any interest in the person at all there are others who say this in order to keep themselves at bay but you're a friend also have curiosity, don't we? I will never forget, Monica and I had a mutual friend, and Monica went back to Italy, and this mutual friend found out that I was by myself, and she was a very nice lady, but I knew if I would have slept with her, First thing she would have done was put that in Monica's face. It was tempting, and she tried, but it didn't work. The only reason being that Monica and I weren't finished yet with our relationship. If we were, I'd have towed that ass up, but I knew better. Don't, don't get it twisted. I did want to, but I didn't do it because I didn't trust the integrity of that woman compared to the integrity I had for her, Monica. Temptation is something you got to deal with. And there are some of you ladies who are holding secrets as well. You slept with boyfriends, best friends back in the day. Some of you sleep with neighbors, sleep with your BFF's husband on the down low. But see, a lot of times it has to do with what you're not getting from your relationship. And it varies from person to person. A lot of times when men cheat, and this is one of the biggest fears of women, they cheat because it's not that you are inadequate overall. It's that men, we date women we can get. You can select the guy you want. You may not, may not have all the equipment and features that a man is looking for. Take for instance, you got those nice hips, nice butt, but no breast. You have small breasts. And you find out he's cheating with a woman with large breasts and the same attributes you have. And of course, the most hurting answer that you'd ever want to know when someone's cheated on you as a female is why. Or what did she have that I don't? And it has more of an impact if the woman is of a different race because we're so racially sensitive in this country. I had a co-worker that slept with a Caucasian woman one night, cheated on her. He was African-American, his wife was Hispanic. His wife came into the office and there was drama central. 
It's kind of funny now in retrospect because he wasn't expecting her to come up to the job. She took off work, came up there to the job. And we saw him running past the doors and everything. And she's behind him throwing a shoe at him. And we didn't know what was going on. Security had to finally uh, go and grab her and calm her down. And she was just a mess. She was in tears. But it was kind of funny, though, as we found out what had happened to see, because we didn't know he could run that fast because he was kind of heavyset. We just saw his belly jiggling when he was running. And I'm like, damn, he didn't even run like that during the fire drill. But it happens. And she was hurt because he went for a white woman. And she felt as though because she was a woman of color, she wasn't good enough for him. But what happened with him, and I'm just only speculating here, I didn't get a chance to talk to him about it, but what I'm thinking is happening more than likely was that his goal was to try to be with a white woman, but he found himself satisfied with a Hispanic woman that wasn't quite what he wanted to be with. But here's the thing. He only wanted to see what he missed out on more than likely. He didn't want that woman because it had been too much of a logistical nightmare to change everything up to be with her. Now, there are other reasons why people like hookups. It's because of the tension that's built between the two of them. Co-workers are notorious for hookups. There was a girl that was on a video I saw and (laughs) she and the manager were at this fast food restaurant where they worked. He was the manager, she was an employee. And while she was waiting on a customer at the window, she had nothing on from the waist down. It was interesting how they blocked out on the screen the name of the establishment. On her uniform, on her hat. And after she had waited on the customer, she ducks down behind the counter. And this man's standing there with his penis out. And she's sucking on it. Now I'm sure if they had known the name of that franchise, huh, they'd have been out of business for sure. But some people are so brazen that they're willing to do things like that. To have their needs met. And see, it gets to a point sometimes where they look at it as a form of entertainment. They like having sex in public places. Saying that they're free. Like the lady in Wisconsin that wrote me. That went out and met a guy off a Meet Me app. Without knowing him. Just met him in a dark, secluded park 
and she's having sex with this man on a picnic table while snow is still falling. And she wrote me talking about how much of a thrill it was. People would do stupid things and it doesn't have an age cap, so please don't equate what a person does based on their age. That's one thing I've learned throughout those years of dating. you notice something and maybe you young ladies can talk about this you know all of these women that they have here telling you to be a boss bitch telling you to go out and steal the guy's drugs and um, do all these things about milking men for money and having sex and all of this other stuff in these songs have you noticed that these women are married and have families and they're just marketing to you something that they're not doing. Just want you to think about that for a moment. The same delusion that men had. When we look at NWA when they first started out. Let's face it, the only gang member that was in the group that was even close to a gang was EZE. But they sold the image of gang life. And you had these young men who were confused about how they're supposed to position themselves in life. And they go on and take on this persona. Well, some of you ladies are doing the same thing with these women, these female rappers and singers. What they're doing is they're selling you the sizzle, but not the steak. They don't have to live like that. They live in a home. They have a man. They have money. You're single. You're out there looking for a man. You're treating these women as if they're leaders. And you're just a follower. An insignificant follower. Don't feel bad. Men have done it too. Continue to do it. Trying to be like some of these guys talking all this stuff about the streets. Many of them are married, living in places like Calabasas. Have people to take care of their homes. They're riding around in limousines, expensive cars that you can't even pronounce. Have money in the bank. And they don't have to do those things they sing about. They let you do them as a follower. This is the reason why I made Romantic Truth. Things that you can deal with and apply in your own lives that pertain to you. Not something where I'm trying to sell you some snake oil or some bullshit. You got to open your eyes, folks. You know when I talk about being marketed to from 18 to 35? That's all they're doing. You don't have to tick on that persona. You might like the beat of the song, might like the music. But understand, they're describing somebody else's life. Not yours, not theirs. Big distinction, isn't it? Because through it all, some of you are led by these folks. Some of you vote politically based on your admiration of them. 
Some of you want to be like that person, have their lifestyle. But you gotta break away from what's a reality and what's being projected as a delusion. And some of you fail to realize that until you're 35, 36, 37 years of age and you're still single and you've had the bad boy. You've done some of the things that were described in your songs. You still wound up empty and behind the eight ball having to try to get a man and realize you bullshitted your life away all those years. You're living in real time, people. And you need to really utilize it to your best ability. You only have one life. Value it. Don't marginalize it. Don't allow someone to take you by the hand and guide you down a path that they're not willing to go down. Or have never been down. This is what I want you to see. Everybody has their own experiences. But just because somebody says it in a song or something like that doesn't mean that you literally go and live that life. They're just describing something. Some of the things that's happened to me in my dating life, a lot of you can't relate to. And that's a good thing. Because that means you didn't have a problem that I had to deal with. And there's no incentive for you to go and have that problem. It's an incentive for you to avoid some of the mistakes and some of the situations I had to deal with. And this is what we have to do. Each of us have a different path. Each of us will have different experiences. I remember years ago, there was a lady that I met and she had played college basketball. She was 6'8", tall lady. And she didn't want to take me seriously for a relationship. She was like, no, I need somebody in my height range. Well, I didn't try to convince her. I said, well, I can't get taller, so I'm as tall as I can be. And she says, yeah, I know, and I wear heels, so I'm going to be taller than you. Well, I accepted the diss. She was very attractive, long, beautiful hair, tall. And she had a shape on it. Well, it was one Saturday night. It was real late. It was around maybe nine. And she calls me up and she says, uh, what are you doing? I said, you know, I took the night off. I'm not going to the clubs or nothing like that. I'm just taking it easy. And she says, well, would you want some company? Because I'm bored. I said, oh, so that means that I'm just getting uh, a residual thank you visit because you're the board. If it wasn't for that, you wouldn't call me. She says, no, I was thinking about you, and I think I did kind of wrong with you. Would it be okay if I come over? Well, now, I'm expecting her to come over. I met her. You know, she was in jeans, T-shirt, and she had a little jacket on. That's what I was expecting. Old girl came over. She had this long-ass trench coat, these stilettos. Yeah, she was tall as hell. She came through that front door, and I noticed she had this trench coat on. It was kind of cold because it was around December. 
just before Christmas, about two weeks before Christmas. Back in, I think it was 1996 or 97. And she sat down there, crossed her legs, and let me tell you, I was looking. And she says, uh, do you have anything to drink? I said, yeah, I have some wine. So I gave her some wine and I had the beer. And the reason why I don't drink wine that often, folks, it gives me a headache. And so we're sitting there talking. And she says, you know, after she finished the wine, she said, I need to get comfortable. She opened up that trench coat and she didn't have not one stitch of clothes on. And she said, well, I guess you're going to make jokes about the way I look because I'm tall. Nope. To the contrary. We had fun that night. There are things that I didn't realize that I could do with a taller woman that you can't do with somebody short. Yeah. The first time I've ever been with a woman at height. And let me tell you, she had a lot of pent-up demand. Because what had happened to her throughout her growing years, even when she got to college, none of the guys wanted to talk to her because she was so tall. And there were many women that were trying to get at her. Because they thought, well, she played basketball, so therefore she must dip in a ladies' pool. And she tried it in one relationship and didn't like it. And so... After that night, we started going out. And I never forget, we went to Javier's one night down in Newport Beach. I think it's Newport Beach, close to Mesa. And the waiter, he looked at us, he was so shocked. She's towering over me, at least 10 inches. I'm only 6'1". She was in heels. And the people looked at us the whole night. We were the oddity. When she stood up and went to the ladies' room, one of the ladies came, oh my God, she is tall. I said, yeah, she is. She said, but she's so beautiful. I said, yeah, she is pretty. We dated for a pretty good while. Hell, I can't remember. I think it was several months. And the one thing that she wanted to do, she said, I wanted to get away from playing basketball. I don't want to join the WNBA I don't want to go in that direction with my life. I want to use my mind. And she actually became a teacher. She went back east and became a teacher. But I will say one thing. It was one of the best experiences I've ever had with a woman. By far. She was nice. Even though she was tall, she was very sensual. She knew how to still be a woman, no matter about her size. And oh my goodness, she knew how to please a man. You know, sometimes we may have a predisposition of what we don't want. And it comes into our lives. And sometimes we have to uh, really assess whether or not and usually I wouldn't ever pick someone who had dissed me before but the thing I gave her credit for 
she didn't think that I would be interested in her because she was tall. She had a complex about that. Plus, she was of a different race as well. Caucasian Hispanic. Thought that she wasn't going to be that readily accepted. Well, she was, without a problem. Sometimes you got to get out of our own way. Now, if she allowed her self-esteem to go in that same direction where she first dissed me, it would have been a situation where she probably would have looked at it from the standpoint of nobody wants me. I'll just go and isolate myself. But she challenged herself. She got out of a comfort zone. And it's very hard for us to do. And sometimes people will wind up waddling in that comfort zone because that's all they know. And they don't want to challenge themselves. But they complain about how bad their situation is. How they wish they could do better. And sometimes you have to challenge yourself. The one thing I want you to know and understand is this. You have decisions that you will make in life. And some of those decisions are not as extreme or dire as you think. I talked about when we first started this podcast about women and men that were going out there sleeping randomly with people, taking unnecessary risk with their lives and their health. You don't have to get to that level. You can still find someone who loves you. If you're in a relationship and that relationship is not firing off, you and your partner have some work to do. And if your partner don't want to work with you through it, you may have to look at better options. And that better option begins with relieving yourself of a bad choice or a bad option that you had in the past. Some people don't want to do that because they like being secure in their insecurity. The relationship's not going anywhere. I don't feel confident that our relationship can stand the test of time, but I'm going to stay with them. Out of duty, out of honor, out of commitment. But sometimes you fail to look at, but what about my happiness? What about me? I kind of just left behind, like that song, what about me, what about us, what about we? You got to start thinking about, what about me? You're just as important. But a lot of times what you do is you throw yourself down like a rug so people can just walk over you emotionally. And you can't do that. You have a future, you have a life to live, and you have a clock that's ticking. And you have to use that time to your advantage. Yes, we talk about not wasting time when we're dating. We get frustrated with that. Scammers waste time. People that have no intentions of having a relationship, they waste time. Teasers, I always tell you about them, they waste time. Now, there's another thing I need to address that was brought into an email that I received the day before yesterday that I haven't addressed. And I'm apologizing to the author of the email because I can't remember your name. I'm not going to look it up, but I'll talk about it. Some of you ladies, 
as this gentleman experienced. The lady told him that she had been celibate for nine years. She had three kids. And she walked around and flaunted that in front of him, telling him that I'm not ready to have sex yet. I'm looking for a full-blown relationship. Well, he said that, you know, what do you mean? She says, well, I want a man to take me out, dine me, wine me, so I can enjoy the experience. And he asked the question, did those other men do that before you had their children? She got offended by that. And she says, well, a man will have to wine me and dine me before I would even think about getting to that place. And she reminded him, after all, I'm celibate. It's been nine years. So he reversed it and told her. And he asked me if he did the right thing on this. He says, so if I said that my wallet was celibate and there was no payout from it until I have a commitment, how would you feel about that? And she said, well, what do you mean? A man is supposed to pay for a woman. He says, well, what if we went Dutch? She says, oh, that's ridiculous. He said, so, you're telling me that I'd have to abide by your rules, but you would not abide by mine. And she asked him, what rules are you talking about? Referring, of course, to his rule. Needless to say, that first date that they had went nowhere. And he wanted to know if he did the right thing in that situation. I told him, yes. He did the same thing I would have done. So, the moral of this story is, ladies, don't flaunt your celibacy as if it's supposed to be a desirable trait for a man. If a man wants a woman that hasn't had sex, trust me, he will go for a virgin. She will always win out. The younger she is, the more competitive she can be. So if she's 21, 22, and you're 35, talking this noise, you're going to look rather foolish because he knows he has that option. Just to help you out, because some of you got it wrong, and you think that that is the answer. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Take care. There'll be more tomorrow. I would like to personally thank you for listening to Romantic Truth. You may follow us on Facebook.com backslash Romantic Truth. You may ask your friends to subscribe to Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth. Or you can leave us a message at Anchor.fm backslash Romantic Truth backslash message. You may contact us through email at romantictruthpodcast at gmail.com. Take care. Romantic Truth would like to take this opportunity and applaud our listeners and over 40 countries for their support. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 
1-800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. The views and opinions of this podcast does not reflect those of Romantic Truth, Anchor, Spotify, or any of its affiliates. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host and guests, and should not be deemed as professional guidance, advice, or a professional practice. In the event you may need professional assistance, contact your local federal, state, or county agencies for specific assistance in social services, family counseling, or mental health services. For all medical, legal, and financial services please contact the appropriate licensed and certified professionals within your region. The music that is provided on this podcast that is not provided by Anchor is used under waiver by Jaws and One Music for fair use. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.